Hello, welcome to another episode of Lectures of Fallen Wisdom. Today I'm going to wrap up some of the eating lessons or lectures that have I have promulgated here. I'm going to just give it very simply. So I know I went on and on in some of these shows about eating and different ways of eating. And for more or less, what I've said is up to now has been correct. The only problem that I really didn't recognize was how crucial the timing factor is in eating. It kind of is the whole ball game. And if you have a problem where you overeat, uh, you just like just shove way too much food down your throat and, you know, and then you're hungry again very quickly afterwards. So you're doing it again and again, you're piling food on top of food on top of food and yes, you're going to be bloated. You're going to eventually, you're going to push with water weight. You're going to push your tissues to expand and take on more weight. And then as more food comes in, it just gets put in that spot where the water was. So first you blow up like a balloon and then the balloon gets filled up with matter. And that's the process of becoming fat. You become, you first, you you eat a bunch of, things that blow you up like a balloon, carbohydrates mainly, simple carbohydrates and sugars and things like that. You get completely bloated with water. You become like a fucking human water balloon. And that kind of becomes your permanent state because you're constantly fielding more and more carbohydrates and more and more junk. And it doesn't matter... The the thing that I didn't realize was like it really doesn't matter what you're eating. You could be eating carbohydrates, you could be eating pure protein, you could be eating like just only vegetables. The problem is is your body still needs a certain amount of break from food if it is to lose that like water bloatedness. And so you might find yourself like just in a binge eating period where you're just like yeah, okay, maybe you're doing some intermittent fasting, but then all of a sudden you just violate it and then you just get off track and then you just gain all the weight back or you um, you, you never get back on the intermittent fast. And you kind of get in your head, you're like, ah, this is just like diet's too hard, like I can't do it, I'm just not going to do it. And you just get off track. So it's very easy to just get off track one of these intermittent fasting diets because you you set like these time limits for yourself and and you're eating according to certain hours. What my program is like, whatever the hour is that you finally say, okay, like I'm done eating. I've eaten way too much. You know, you can get to that point where you just eat so much and you're like, I just can't eat for a while. Once you kind of have that thought comes across your head, Make that little while 14 hours. Make that little while a good break. Give yourself about 14 hours to just digest everything that you've taken in. And you will get so much more use out of it. And you will waste so much less food just shoving food into your face only to make yourself ugly and fat. And you're just gonna, your mind will be so much clearer. It will be running on nutrition. There's plenty of nutrition in your body for 14 hours of no of no food. And there's an excess. You have an excess. You have stores. 
that need to be cleaned out and need to be brought down to zero, almost zero. And 14 hours does it. So no matter how, even if you've been binge eating for a week straight and you've just you're, the first thing you do is take that 14-hour break from eating. And you'll notice that you lose, like, a lot of your weight just in that 14 hours. You lose almost, like, 50% of what you put on in that binge eating thing. You'll, a lot, most of it is water. And so you make sure that you, you – and then when you do eat after the 15-hour um, and and in in a, you try to eat within a four hour window, a four to six hour window. And bef- the first food that you should be eating is the most nutritious possible food that you can eat: lean meats, um, vegetables, very low starch, very low carb. Then afterward, if you want to add some carbs afterward, that's fine in the same sitting. But if you get hungry again, don't be surprised that you do because the carbs will spike your insulin and your insulin triggers a hunger response. So don't be surprised that when you, you know, after you eat some kind of dessert, that it does make you hungry again for something of that same kind of nature about an hour or two later. And you'll crave it. You'll crave something. And you'll be like, you know, I, I'm supposed to be doing this time-restricted eating, but, like, I really want this thing. And it's because you ate the carbohydrates. So just beware when you – in your eating period, it's going to extend your eating period to eat carbs because you're just going to get a hunger pang very quickly within the window, and it's going to cause you to extend your window. But even if you do extend your window, it's, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can have the fun and you can go ahead and do it and extend the window to eight hours, whatever it is, as long as right after that you're doing another 14 hours of no eating. The best way to avoid it and the best way to get the most out of your food is to just, when you start, begin eating, it's always got to be something nutritious first. So if you have a craving for something, you have to eat the nutritious thing in front of the thing you crave. And if you're not hungry for that nutritious thing, then what you're dealing with is a craving and you have to decide whether you really just want to indulge it because it's not real hunger. And once you kind of look at it and you see that it's not true, true hunger because true hunger would eat something more nutritious, you realize it's a craving and it has less power over you. So, and look, if you really, really crave something, Maybe you want to just eat that nutritious thing just to get to the craving, but I recommend doing that. Like you always have to put a nutritious roadblock in front of you and your craving. Chances are it'll kill your craving about 75%. And then when you finally do indulge in the craving, you're going to eat far less of that food that you're craving. And you'll just be every bit of satisfied and your body will be much stronger because of it. And you won't get like a horrible hunger pang a few hours later for for more junk that's just going to bloat you up and make you it, to make you mortal. Yes, this is how you eat as an immortal. Like every day or so, 
having a 14-hour gap between a, one meal and the, the last meal and the first meal. It really doesn't matter where that 14-hour gap lands. It's just that every period of eating constantly, or at least like within a few hours of itself, any period, it doesn't matter if it's a week, if it's like eight hours, if it's four hours, if it's like five years, <laughs> any period of constant eating needs to be followed by 14 hours of no eating. And if you do this on a daily basis or on a semi-daily basis, you know, everyone's going to go off track. Everyone's going to get like, they're just going to say, fuck it and do something. That's fine. Just reestablish it. Get back on to the 14-hour period. It's not that hard to do. It's it's 14 hours. You can wait it out. It's not going to be the end of the world. The food is there. It exists. You can have as much of it as you want, and you can eat as much as you want. Just think. You don't have to think anymore about, oh, I got to watch. I got to only eat, like, till I'm half full. I mean, really, that is wise to do that because chances are you will be full in, like, half an hour, and you'll be a much better full than the full that you get when you overeat. So there's some truth to that. But you don't have to think about it, and you don't have to deprive yourself of anything. Just make sure you're putting the right foods in front of you before the other foods. Like, if you want to have a donut, I don't recommend it. Like I said, it's 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 stealing nutrients from you, but you're just dying for one, and chances are you're dying for one because you ate one before. But it's it's just like crack cocaine. You know, once you've had one, you're just like, oh my god, I need another one. And it's it's it is an addiction. But if you have you know a serious serious like there's nothing you never have to deprive yourself of anything. You just have to make sure that you're giving yourself, your body, enough time to get rid of it. And uh, it doesn't matter if it's the most nutritious food. If you're eating constantly, your body just won't be able to catch up and you will become mortal. Yes. By mortal, I just mean just like you go the way of most other bodies, which is just to accumulate fat, put on weight and um, accumulate water, accumulate free radicals. That's another thing is that when you give yourself a 14-hour window of just water, your body is taking care of so many poisons that you've taken in. And it's, it's just cleaning it out because it doesn't have the food barrier to cut through to clean. Imagine like if if, if um, your your blood is clean of of just like fat and uh, sugar, it, it 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 becomes more of a cleanser in your body as it rushes around into your different organs and it cleans them out, and then it sends those things that it cleans into the stomach. Or into the you know into absorbs it actually and gets eliminated. I, I don't actually I don't know what's going on down there, but there is something to this. Okay, I've just done it. I've done enough different diets to know what's working and what's not. Now chances are, like 
when you first do this kind of eating, you're going to kind of want, you'll start, you'll kind of gorge yourself during the times where you're eating because you're just like, oh, I only have a 14. It's like, it's like you're um, at a supermarket and you have 14 hours to get, you know, or not 14 hours. <laughs> you have like half an hour to fill up the cart and then everything's free, you know, one of those game shows or whatever. So you kind of feel that way as an eater. You're like, I have four hours, a four-hour window. you got to just eat. i got to, like, eat all the great things that I wanted to eat that I was thinking about over the 14 hours. And your your stomach isn't that big. I mean, it can only take in basically a meal and then maybe a snack or a smaller meal afterward. You're eating about two meals probably, two kind of helpings of food in the, like, setting of four hours. So it's kind of like two meals, but they're pretty close together. And um, like I said, go over – four hours is t- is tough to keep to, I have to admit. Like six hours is generally what I do. and But I still am adding 14 hours on top of it. So that's like a 30-hour day. So naturally, that period of 14 hours gets pushed around. Sometimes I'm having to eat at 4 a.m. because I stopped eating at 2, uh, t- uh, 2 p.m. the day before. So, but as long as you're doing that and just kind of keeping uh, a 14-hour chunk between your big eating periods, you you'll have no problem staying thin and uh, and and also adhering to the idea of eating nutritious food first. That's it. Very simple. You don't have to think about like what you're eating too much. Just you know what's nutritious. You know what's not, and you just kind of. Um, prioritize nutritious food and keep your eating within a window and you don't have to think too crazy like oh do I be a vegan keto all this crap all these dumb fad diets you just eat this Eat. you should eat a variety of things your body needs to be happy and satisfied your body needs to be able to taste good things um just understand what these good things can do to you, you know, especially the sweet stuff. But it's not like you want to live your life just completely being deprived of things. And this is the best way. It's just give your body some time off. Let your body be a body and not a ingesting organ. And your body will be so much happier and will send you happy emotions and your mind will be so much clearer. So it's just like very important. Very, It's like the kind of foundation to the bliss that I'm talking about. You can never get to the bliss. Now that's another thing. Is like when you have a lot of food and a lot of um, swirling around, when your body's trying to digest food, um, there's a lot of, for some reason, like unconscious thought processes occurring. Um, most people report that they're like the least happy is when they're like full because there's no aim for them. They kind of feel aimless. You know, they've eaten already. You know, they just kind of want to sleep or or they feel irritable one or the other. Either they're up and irritable or they're actually just actually crashing out because they just kind of feel tired. 
and they they don't feel like they don't have a sense of purpose. But when you're like hungry for 14 hours, you kind of just you get in touch with your body, and you you you're in the now because you're you're feeling hunger, and so it's keeping you from all the different like mental processes that take over the mind, all these aimless thinking that I've often pointed out is really the source of everyone's sorrow. Living in time, living in the, or living in an anticipated future that you fear. Both of those things are triggered when the body is kind of overfull or just not hung, not in the hunger state. So you kind of want to be in the hunger state most of the time, as most animals are. Most animals are not walking around fully satisfied. In fact, the human is the only one that has real the power to do that because they just have this abundance of food source. So we have to almost create ourselves into another wild approximation of the wild human by doing it ourselves. And then we will walk the earth as agile, as athletic, and as intelligent as these wild humans were. Intelligent with respect to the earth and with respect to the current moment, just immersed in it. Whereas the current human being, when you stack him up against the wild human of old, the hunter-gatherer who was completely in tune with nature, it's a far cry. It's the difference between a buffalo, a wild buffalo, and a cow. Just a, a world of difference. And that wild human that we used to be before we created all this society to protect the weaker human that we were becoming, that wild human, the main aspect of its existence was the fact that it stayed hungry. Literally. And that's, it was by design. It kept the wild human living for thousands of years. Of course, that's all under wraps, top secret. Nobody's talking about this, but there's hints of it. You've seen them in the Bible, people living thousands of years. That's already when they were on the decline. If they're living to be a thousand in the biblical times, pre-biblical times, pre-Old Testament times, think about how long they were living before we had all this farming and abundant food. How many people are were doing the the diet that I'm talking about. I mean, even back then, even though they lived in a pretty abundant society, there was still less food than there is now. Now it's just out of control how much food there is just sitting around that needs to be eaten. And it's so easy to grab for it and shove it in your mouth. But you want to be an immortal, wild human do you want to be able to outlast this scourge of civilization? Do you want to be able to walk the new earth that gets churned 
when the ghost dance finally comes to an end? The ghost dance is coming. And it's going to take a few hundred, maybe a thousand years for it to come. But the ghost dance will reinstitute our balance on this earth. Like a carpet, it will just roll over all of this. More on the ghost dance later. 